0: everyone. My name is Heather Markell and welcome to another edition of the Inspired Nomads. Although this is a pandemic edition again, where I am talking to guests who were nomads, but are now grounded on the experience that lies ahead of us, around us, present, past, and future. (laughs) So um, I am again still in New Zealand, where actually we have just gone back into lockdown levels two and three. And my guest today is Jessica Fredano, who you may recognize because I have interviewed her before, back when we were both nomads traveling in the world. (laughs) So um, Jessica, can you just say hi again and let us know where you are right now?
1: Hi, I'm, um, I'm talking to you actually from Istanbul, Turkey. Wow,
0: okay, <laughs> which I've seen pictures of and looks beautiful, so I totally want to go. <laughs> yeah, um, really last we spoke, city. you were in Asia, weren't you?
1: Yes, I, I think I was in Bali when we talked last time. Can you uh, can
0: you sort of take us through like, you know, like me, you were comfortably traveling the world. I remember seeing pictures of you in Mexico and being like, oh, that looks so awesome. <laughs> um, and then, you know, things start grinding to a halt. Can you take us through like, say, roughly like the last month up to the pandemic, where you were, how you got to Turkey and why you decided to go there?
1: Sure, so I left home in 2017 and for the first time I, um, I made it back home for the holidays. So in December, I went home for the holidays. And then in January, I had a really exciting appointment because um, I was applying for my Italian citizenship to be recognized, so I had to be in Houston. So I stayed around Mexico. That was part of the reason why I also had a, a friend there. So I stayed around um, close to the US for a couple of months. And then um, one of my old bosses and friends from when I worked in Coca-Cola, she got a job here in Istanbul, and she has three cats, so she said, "Hey um, i don 't want to put the cats in the into like a moving service, and it 's like one person per cat. I have another friend. Would you be interested in helping me um, you know move the cats to Istanbul, and then we can you can stay there for a while with me while I like get adjusted to the city and because she knew I love this I love istanbul it 's a great mm-hmm. city." Um, and so I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great because it would also get me closer to where I either wanted to go back to Asia or Europe." So it's like I was in the, the right place <laughs> if I came to Istanbul. Um, so we arrived here the seventh of March, I think it was, and um, one week later, the pandemic was declared. And um, funny part, we were living in like a um, a one bedroom, small one bedroom apartment, two of us with three cats. <laughs> and we were both working from home and I was sleeping in a rollaway bed in the living room with the desk I was teaching from at the foot of my bed, basically. <laughs> wow. And then oh the God. apartment, God. they felt sorry for us, so they gave us a bigger two-bedroom place and then we were able to function um, better for a while there. <laughs> oh so God. I've been here <laughs>
0: since the beginning of March and it's now August, so five months? Yeah. So, um, when the pandemic happened and you kind of realized, um, I mean, there was a moment for all of us, right? Where we had this narrow window of opportunity to bolt out and go back to America or mm-hmm. stay put. Um, can, what was your decision process there? Like, Why did you decide on Turkey and not going back?
1: I just honestly, um, I really enjoy this lifestyle, and um, I I wasn't ready to go back to the U.S. I was actually um, at that time a little bit afraid of um, going back there and getting stuck. Before I even had the you know the insight that I have now, I realized that if I had gone back, I, I would have been stuck there. And I didn't really um, I didn't I, I felt more comfortable trying to write it out here because I didn't even know what I would do if I went home like. I wouldn't want to live in in my home because I was renting it out on Airbnb, so um, which also I lost, you know, a significant amount of money <laughs> from the right. Airbnb situation because um, I lost every reservation moving forward from the middle of March for the rest of the year. But um, but yeah, I, I just. I, I don't know. I just didn't want to. And I had talked about it with a couple of friends and of course they kept throwing it out there to me and pressuring me that that's what I should do. And I just said, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't want to, my intuition told me that it wasn't the right
0: thing for me to do. So. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause um, I had some of that, but of course I'm from New York city. So, which was the actual epicenter of the virus at the time I had to make this choice. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah uh, I, you know, it, it was, I don't know how you found it. I found it like a very difficult choice. And um, I knew when I made it that I would likely be here for an extended period of time, but I just didn't same. really think it would be this long. So. Yeah, same, same. I mean,
1: like we were getting, I was getting weekly emails from the embassy with like, there's a flight, there's a flight. And um, and then, you know, there were some of the language was very strong. Like you're basically, in so many words, you're gonna get stuck there. So either know that you're gonna have to ride it out and stay there in Turkey for a while, or these are your last few chances to go home. And I mean, I definitely had moments of like fear because the the wording and the email, like I said, some of them were like so strong, but I decided that it just, I just didn't wanna, I don't know, I I was afraid to go back and get trapped in a situation that I didn't, that I, I wanted to keep moving as much as I could. Yeah. And I think in the beginning too, I wasn't as scared of the pandemic. You know, it took me a few weeks to really like grasp because we weren't really we weren't really seeing anything here so much. Yeah. Like we were out and about the first week and everything was normal. And then all of a sudden, you know,
0: the panic started happening a few weeks later. Right. And and I feel like the the word stuck is funny because I mean it's my understanding that if we tried probably we could find a flight home somewhere in the next two or three months. Like there's not a lot of flights, but they're out there, but they cost. Um, I mean, I paid $26 to get here using miles and I was told that my return flight would be somewhere around $5,000. Um, so, um, you know it's expensive, and you know you're faced with like, well, what will my life be like now? And is it is it better? Am I better off staying put or better off going home? Is it the same for you? Like, kind of like in theory, you probably could go home, but um, for obvious reasons, you've decided not to. Well, Turkey
1: is one of the 22 countries that our Americans are allowed to travel to, so I think the flights are pretty open for us. Okay. Um, I don't, I haven't even looked at flight prices recently, but I assume that they're not that far, um, off of the normal prices because it's pretty, I mean, they're, it's wide open for American tourists to come here, which, uh, you know, is a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> guys, really be careful if you're traveling, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think like the fear for me was, it was more related to like, the journey home, right? All the people yep. and surfaces and, and things I would come in contact on, with on the way home. I just didn't feel like it was the responsible thing to do for myself and for other people because, you know, you can have the virus and not know that you have it. And so I think that was like, just very scary for me. And also I thought a lot about it. And by the way, I've, sold, I've made the decision because I've sold my house in Austin last month. Yep. So I no longer have a home in the US. Everything I own is in a five by five storage with yeah. extra room. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but so, I, so now I would have to go back to really either um, a hotel or my family's house. And I don't, I just don't feel, I, I have no, de- I mean, I, I have no desire. I would like to see my family again for the holidays, but I don't, it's not a thing for me right now to
0: live in the US again. Yeah, it's, I think that's funny. I also gave up my home. So um, we are truly nomadic. So, yeah. you know, what is home anyway, at this point, except pretty much where we are. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so what's happening with your visa? Because obviously, you know, in the normal world, we'd all be allowed basically three months in a country on average. Yeah. So what's, Going on there for
1: you? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it depends on the country, but for Turkey, it's it's a 90 day. You get a visa for 90 days, and so my visa would have expired on June 4th. And um, I wrote multiple times to the U.S. Um, embassy in Turkey asking like, "What are my options?" and got really generic responses. And um, finally, I just decided like, I don't, I can't even remember what it was that triggered me, but I started um, reading about the citizenship, um, not citizenship, um, residency options in Turkey and realize that they have a short-term residency program that you can apply for. And um, the, it seemed that I was meeting, I would meet all the requirements of it because you can apply under tourism for up to a year. And then again, you can reapply from certain countries. So like US is one of the countries that's allowed to reapply um, even after the year is up. So I put in my application, luckily you're supposed to put it in two weeks before it your visa expires and i put mine in may 10th and then i you know they were closed for a long time for the pandemic so they got really backed right. up and i got in um i got a, an email back at the end of june saying okay you have an appointment for august 10th but they're not taking any face-to-face appointments because of the pandemic so that basically meant i had to mail my documents in and I, they were in the office June 26th, and today is what, August, what, 11th? Oh, yesterday was my appointment. And yep. <laughs> I'm still waiting, and I've been calling and calling. And the stressful part of this is, so um, because I applied, I automatically, um, my, my visa is extended. So I'm legally here in the country. That's the good part. I can carry okay. around yeah. my application and show it. Um, if I were to get stopped, but um, they have you know sort of a delicate process with if they were to ask me for more information and I have left Istanbul, which i 'm about to do by the way um, then i 'm in a bad spot because I need to get those documents to them that they need, and it may be hard if i 'm not here in the city to to bring them in because um, they are ex- they do have one of the offices open for that kind of stuff, yeah, or if my card is Is issued and sent to me. I won't be there to receive it, so it's going to be stuck in La La Land. Um, So, but I made. I finally just made the decision that I'm leaving Istanbul for a while because I. It's summer and I want to get down to the coast before the weather changes. And um, so, I made a like open reservation. I made like three different reservations for three weeks starting on Sunday. I'm leaving taking a bus for 12 hours.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> yay.
1: Yeah, um, but it's my second time. I've actually, I've gone to another city called Izmir, which was about mm-hmm. eight hours on, on the bus. So I did like three weeks there and came back. Um, I, I an, I, my friend had, an N, had some N95 masks. So um, I do have an N95 mask
0: that I can wear when I go on the bus, which makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. What is um, Turkey like at this point with the virus in terms of protocol that you're supposed to follow? Sure. So, I mean, it feels
1: it feels like 90% normal life here, which sometimes is a little bit scary to me, you know? Um, because when I look, I'm always keeping a, an eye on the cases. And although our cases are not, you know, horrible, they're... 1,000 to 1,500 a day of new cases, and Istanbul is, oh, wow. is one of the hot spots of, um, well, it's nothing compared to 50,000, but but yeah, I mean, um, Istanbul is one of the hotter spots, so I also, you know, going to the coastline, it makes me feel um, like it might be a little less stressful. Um, I mean, people, you're, ma- there's a mask mandate here, but to be honest, I see a lot of people not wearing Uh, it or wearing it on their chin or on their it's a new thing here that people wear it on their elbows it's really cute
0: okay wow that's like I mean and America's doing that too and it's not helping them so (laughs) yeah and the other part is you know from what I'm reading that
1: um there's not when people enter the country they're not being tested so Like there's an option in the airport to be tested if you're going to a country that requires it. And it's like a two hour situation for like 15 euro, which I think is amazing. Um, But there's no like quarantine process or- um, Really? No, for people arriving. And like I said, it's wide open here for tourists from pretty much anywhere in the world to come, including
0: the US. I wonder if that, I mean, part of the confusion and drama in the pandemic is just how differently each country seems to be handling it. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, like New Zealand, um, I mean, first off, they extended our visa. They auto-extended our, actually, I don't even have a visa. I have a, a tourist permission authorization yeah. or something. Um, they extended those um, till the end of September for us. Um, and you know, protocol here (laughs) is that you have to, you have to quarantine. And if you don't, you're in serious shit. And, um, um, you know, we've been open for, I think, I think roughly 102 days or something with no community transmission. So, I mean, hugging, kissing, I've been doing Latin dance class. Like, you know, everything is like life as normal and now boom, um, four, only four new cases of community spread in Auckland, and they shut down the country. So, I mean, that's what you need to do. I'm really happy to be in a place that's taking it that seriously. But, you know, the world has watched um, what happens when you do and don't do certain things. So, I'm so surprised. I mean, I shouldn't be, right, watching America. But, like, I'm still so surprised (laughs) that like everyone has this opportunity to handle things better and watch from other countries that seem to have done it better and why they're not catching on i just don't get it
1: yeah i mean it comes down to capitalism and the economies and i mean like to me it's in the long run you're doing more damage to your economy because you're prolonging the situation but um but sometimes people are short-sighted and they don't see it that way and i think like here i would say when i said to you it's almost like back to normal life i mean i don't necessarily feel that way i mean one of the things that's been a struggle for me and i don't know if we were going to talk about that but it's like i'm a very outgoing person who likes to be outside exploring all the time and trying new restaurants yep. and making friends and and i feel really uncomfortable about that right now i'm i i'm home 90% of the time and i i go out very um Selectively like I had dinner last night with a girl. I'm still doing house-sitting sometimes and I, I house that for a month and I Went and had dinner with her because I had borrowed some stuff that I, I had borrowed a bag from her. I had to return um, But yeah, we went out to dinner last night and I mean, there's my other friend that I was that I came here with originally We go out and have breakfast sometimes we've done a couple of photo walks, you know, we're trying to like resume normal life, but there's still a fear that I have and that you know that we have that just doesn't allow us to um and like if I'm talking about the economy in that regard I'm definitely not spending the same amount of money that I would normally spend as a tourist um in a place because I mean I've I've gone from eating out all the time to cooking all the time which you know I'm still buying groceries and stuff from the market but but I I hardly ever leave the house and so my activities have really shifted and And honestly, it's been a little bit difficult psychologically for me because I'm a really, like I love the connections and I miss making those connections and it makes me value them even more. You know, when I go out to breakfast and get like really great service from someone and they wanna tell us all about the food and culture and I get so excited learning those little things and they've, they've almost become like more valuable to me than ever before because they're fewer and further between, you know? It's my favorite um, part of traveling, I, the connections.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's one of the things I greatly miss is um, just the randomness of, like, going somewhere new. And there's something about, like, arriving at this new place. You're only going to be there maybe for a few weeks, maybe a month. And then all these new people that just, you know, I don't know how somehow we gravitate together. And I've met the most awesome people. Um, yeah. I greatly miss that, like, um, you know, I, I happen to be really lucky. The town that I'm in seems to be a hub for people from all over the world. So I actually like in Latin dance class and other places I've met like people from all over the place, which is cool. But um, but generally speaking, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like I'm meeting fellow travelers from, yeah. you know, like different walks of life. And um, yeah, and I agree the whole, um, that, I mean, that's a really interesting point. The whole extroversion thing, because um I'm like you I'm a huge extrovert I love love being around people and sometimes I'm alarmed at how much time I'm spending alone and liking it <laughs> like yeah I don't know I mean that's another thing it's like I've I've had a hard
1: time sort of breaking out of that habit right like like I'm like well I could go out today but eh, I'd rather just stay in because now I've established this as a routine right like yeah. The place I'm living in now, um, just for, I'm just doing a favor for a, another expat that I met. Um, I'm I'm watching her house and her cats and she has a pretty, um, like a medium sized vegetable garden. So it's a couple of hours of work every day, like watering the garden, but interesting to like learn a new skill and and I'm learning some things about the, we're growing like tomatoes, cucumbers, zucchini, watermelon, peppers. So it's kind of cool to um, to have that experience. And I would say that, you know, the upside of the pandemic for me is I have become quite the the chef again, you know, <laughs> um, especially having, I was, I had the, I had the roommate for a little while, so I had someone else to cook for besides just me, which made me more, you know, creative and, because it's just for yourself, you're like, I'll just throw a salad together with some tuna on it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> so I was, um, you know. Baking and cooking and every night new recipes
0: and you know making. Tea. I thank you. You you sent me that Buddha Bowl recipe. I just made it again last night. Love that
1: with the peanut <laughs> sauce. So good. Yes.
0: Oh my God. If anyone listening wants the Buddha Bowl recipe, oh, you'll get Jessica's information at the end. You have to have to ask her for it. Yeah, it's so good.
1: So good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god. You can make Um, it with
1: whatever you have in the house too, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, you know, and the other thing is like, hey, like single ladies, I mean, this is also such a weird time because, uh, I mean, on the one hand, it's not safe to meet anyone. And on the other, I mean, I'm actually in a place where it is hypothetically safe or has been up until today or yesterday. Um, So, but but it feels like it's not. So like, you know, I mean, I have, I don't know if you've been even bothering, like that's the other thing. I really haven't been bothering to look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're, how you're I'm not a that. dater
1: anyway. So and it's like, for me, no way. It, it's just not the, it's not the country for that anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, being yeah. a single female solo traveler, I mean, I've had a it's, um, I've had a couple of moments just like, you know, cab driver asking me uncomfortable, too many uncomfortable questions and things like that. Um, yeah. I'm, I would guess that you're feeling less of that in, um, New Zealand, but I But am, for the yeah. most part, I mean, I feel comfortable. It feels safe. Um, and that's a good, good thing, but I'm definitely not. I, it's hard to even just like meet new people at all because yeah. I'm not
0: out doing things that I would normally be doing. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, as you look at what's happening in America, like as an American, I'm just wondering what your like what your thoughts are both on you know on America and also as you think one you know one day maybe we'll go home. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's your thinking?
1: I mean, it's been. Um, really hard to watch what's happening from from afar because it's like it's I don't agree with what's happening and so I think that um you know I love my country but I I don't like to see what's happening with my country right now it's a little bit frightening for me I feel that some of the civil liberties are being taken away and like we're putting focus on the wrong things you know like we should be focused on people people and the health instead of like just our money and our economy and um, and I think you know some of the ethics that are the ethics that are being displayed are against my core values, and so it's been a bit of a struggle for me as an American. Yep. Um, I had mentioned before that I was in the I'm in the process of getting my dual citizenship recognized in Italy, and and um, you know I I'm not like at the point where I want to cut ties with the U.S., um, but I definitely think that for the next couple of years I'm going to be focused on establishing a life in another country and see if I can make that work. Um, my dream has always been, and it's becoming more, it's becoming more, um, I say like I'm starting to think more about like details, which makes me think that it's coming more to fruition and like manifestation is that I want to own a bed and breakfast. And I think we probably talked about that when I was, when I talked with you last time. Um, and I actually have, if I, when I can get to Italy, I have, a. Um, a semi, an informal apprenticeship lined up with um, a, a single woman who's running a small boutique hotel in Florence for the three months that I'm allowed to stay in Italy. She wants me to come and I have lots of ideas and she's open to the ideas and um, I want to learn about owning a business in in Italy and she doesn't have as much hotel experience as I do. So it's going to be a nice like synergy sort of relationship. And, um, and yeah, I mean, that's, with the citizenship and those opportunities, I'm going to be looking to probably purchase some property there and see if I can establish a light there and see if it's, you know, if it works for me.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. While you're waiting, I'm curious, have you, do you plan to vote and have you tried to get an absentee ballot? Yeah, so I have my me.
1: absentee ballot. I have it. I got it e- um, emailed to me, and so I just need to fill it out, and then um, I need to figure out how to get it home, how to get it back wow, to Wow,
0: because I've been trying to get an email ballot since June 24th and haven't. Really? <laughs> so. I did that like fvap.gov, yep. I think it was. Me too. And no
1: I better double anymore. check it. I have it printed, so I I, I didn't actually just like. Yeah, I think it, that's it's for the general election. Maybe it was for a different a primary or something because I did it like a month ago.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I'm still trying, but yeah, I would you know, really like to vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's I don't know if you heard this rumor. I just heard it this morning, and I. And I asked somebody else who confirmed the rumor that it's a rumor. This is a rumor only at this point that America may ban American citizens from returning home. Have you heard that?
1: Yes, I actually read that somewhere, um, but only if they're suspected of having COVID, which um, um, I don't know how. I don't know how they would be suspected. And also, I don't know how we could do that considering we have the worst numbers in the world right now. Right, so, right. And it might and, help our numbers if we let people from other countries in.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeez. Oh, Sorry, is uh, that my out loud yeah, voice? No. That, that, that was, yes, you said it out loud. <laughs> I did, but, did yeah, I, I mean, it it just hit me today. I'm like, there is this possibility that we could find ourselves kicked out of the country we're in unable to go back to America, and then, and then what? Well, good news, know. Heather,
1: there are 22 countries that are letting Americans in, Turkey being one of them, so you can come join me and hang out. We can hang out for a while. And well, you can apply have to. <laughs> relatively cheaply for a uh, short-term residency for tourism, and hopefully you don't have to wait as long as I do, because one thing I will say, it's been a pretty frustrating process for me here because um, Turkey, a little bit different maybe from some other countries, like relies a lot on that. Um, When you're given residency, you're given a number, you're assigned a number, like we have social security numbers. And that number really allows you a lot of things. For instance, my local Turkish SIM card has been shut off because I don't have a number yet. And I understand that it's intended to curtail illegal immigration, right? But given the fact that we're in this scenario where they know they were closed for all these months and they're like so far behind, it seems unfair to shut off someone's phone. Um, um, luckily, I still have a service from the US, but it's not as um, reliable in in the country. So sometimes I don't have phone service. And you know, just little things like getting grocery deliveries and Um, They're all tied. All this stuff is tied back to your like number and there's so many things I'm restricted from doing. So it actually is um, affecting some of the aspects of my life not having this number. It's not just like the weight is annoying, but also not being able to do some normal things that I would that I want to do. And I've called multiple times. They have a 24 seven foreigner hotline here, which I think is really cool. Um, Wow. But, you know, they're kind of like, well, we know this is happening, but our hands are tied, you know, because they have those yeah. things in order in order to stop illegal immigration, which again, I understand, but, but if you know you're in this situation, make an exception.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. So, so I know that you mentioned earlier, cause I want to just switch into sort of the, you know, the future of travel a bit. Um, sure. I know you mentioned you have this plan that you will you know you're looking into um your dual citizenship in italy and you know trying to make a life for yourself somewhere in in europe probably Um, what uh what's your thought on looking at you know what you the information you have today like everyone else like do you see yourself traveling again when it's possible yeah
1: so even um, like Sunday, I'm, I'm getting on a bus for 12 hours to go to uh, Fethiye, the, the Mediterranean coast down in southern Turkey. And I think, you know, uh, I've always been a slow traveler, but I think that what's happening with the pandemic is that it makes me want to be an even slower traveler. Um, and for me, again, at this point, this is life. It's, it's, it's not... It's like, you know, you can call it travel, but it's not anymore. I don't even have a home in the U.S. anymore. So, like, this is my life. And so when I go and, for instance, when I went to Fete, I chose, instead of um, a hotel, I chose to get, like, an apartment hotel so that I have a washing machine and a kitchen and I can, like, you know, have a normal, like, life there. And then for my birthday, I, I chose, like, the fancy, you know, up in the mountains with the infinity pool hotel. Yeah. No, I'm not cooking my own meals. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of sticking around that little area for three weeks. It's, you know, all within an hour driving from each other, um, different beaches. to, And then I'll decide from there what I'm going to do, depending on what's happening with my residency and all that. Um, My my plan is to try to get into the EU as soon as we're allowed to get into the EU. And for the first time in as long as I can remember, I'm relying on so many things that are outside of my control. You know, and I don't know if you feel this way too, but I think, you know, psychologically, I've been very up and down through this, if I'm honest. You know, I've had really good days and I've had really sad days and lonely days and... What the hell am i doing days (laughs) yeah but i mean right now i feel pretty okay and um i'm just i'm hopeful for the future but it's like this weird feeling because we have zero control right now like you have your choices are they used to be open and endless and now there's like you know one or two things when i think about if turkey denies my citizen my um I keep saying citizenship, but if Turkey denies my request for the short-term residency, um, which I was told it's not likely that they would, but if they did, I've you know, already started thinking about like, what my other options would be. Like Croatia is open for US people as well, but you know the problem is you have to have like an itinerary. You can't just like fly in and, hey, I'm coming for three months to Croatia. You have to yeah. actually have an itinerary. And they're part of the EU, but not part of Schengen. Um, I was thinking maybe if I went to Croatia i 'd be able to maybe eventually get into Italy, but i don't that, that the other that's the other thing right now is um even the woman that I'm going to visit in Florence, she keeps sending me stuff saying no, Americans are coming into germany they're coming I'm like no, no, they must have some other like dual citizenship or be a partner to someone or something like. It's not just, random or a a student, you know, it's not just like random people that are allowed to come in and there's all this misinformation. We don't know, is it based on where you are? Is it based on your passport? Like we don't, no one knows, you know, you could get to the airport and think you know what's happening and they deny you getting on the plane. You know, and so it's like, for me, I don't like those. I, I wanna feel a little bit more secure at this moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't like the unknowns. It's, I don't like the unknowns, but that's the world we live in right now and it's teaching us all like valuable lessons, right? We have to, we're, it's almost like we're closing our eyes and jumping and hoping that we land <laughs> in some soft water or
0: something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's I, I mean, I find it very uncomfortable you know, like you, you're, you know, it's a good point, right? Like, like being a nomad is my life as well. And, and yet I can't really be what I mean, for me, I've been like, enjoying the the changing countries at leisure and having the freedom to go where I want when I want. And, you know, having a very restricted, you know, even though there are places I can go, it feels like I'm restricted. And, you know, I really... I know we both want to go to south america i want to go back to africa yep. um those are two parts of the world right now that probably are not a good places to go whether or not they would be open to us and so that's the part i, I think found. you also have to
1: th- sorry sorry i was gonna say you also have to think about the fact that we could get stuck you know we could get stuck there again because yeah. we're going through other waves of the pandemic again and and you just don't know, and then, and then you have to go through this process all over again of learning what are the policies of this country, how long yep. am I going to be allowed to stay there, like what, what, what options do I have, or, or do I need to move, you know, to a different country, so I will say, um, so there's a couple of countries now that are doing nomad visas, you know, I think Georgia is one, and Estonia is one, are one, or Barbados maybe I read, so like, There's a couple countries that are catering to people like us right now, but I think they want like longer term commitments, like six months or so. So right, I mean it is, and it's coming up to winter, and I'm not really into cold, so I think Georgia's probably not Barbados. Well, Barbados, yeah, Barbados, (laughs) Barbados. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to stay, I'm
0: trying to stay over here in Europe for now. Well because I would imagine in addition, you know, when, when you talk about uh, potentially getting stuck anywhere else that we go, I don't know about you, but uh, you know, when I think about that, I'm, I'm always like, well, wherever I go next, I mean, I'd actually love to go back to Southeast Asia, but, yeah. uh, but I'm concerned about healthcare. So God forbid. Chiang Mai. Very good well, healthcare in Chiang Mai. Been, been there, but, but yeah, yeah. so but still, it's, it's, it's on my mind when I think about sure. where would I go next, you know, is the, what's the healthcare system like there? Yeah, because if and you get sick, what's gonna yeah. happen? And, and it's, so there's two factors which are interesting, which I would never have thought of before this. One, is there good healthcare? And two, you know, what kind of country are you going to? Because, you know, if, if there's an epicenter situation they have to choose who they save and who they don't, and if you're right. not a national of the country, you could understand that you might not get priority in the choosing, and sure. that is a horrible thing that you have to think about as well, Yeah. so, but yeah, so it's, it's like you, I've had a, you know, a definitely learning a lot range of experiences, and, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful, like, I definitely want to I definitely want to travel again. I'm waiting, you know. I'm very excited yeah. for that to happen again, um, and I'm hoping that you know uh, we can all help the travel industry and maybe be at the at the forefront of of taking those trips and hopefully be able to do it safely. So, um, but yeah. So, any other any other comments on like the future of travel and your point of view? I mean I
1: just think something that you that I've thought about a lot is you know you and I um and a lot of people like in our scenario we've given up a lot of our old lifestyles for um for freedom right and like like having the freedom taken away from us right now and not like purposefully it's just like by the nature of what's happening I know it's been really hard on my psyche I'm sure yours too and and um and I just like I I definitely I'm nervous, but I'm also, I just, I feel like I can't um, stay in the bunker, you know, for, I have to start to safely and carefully and cautiously move again, because it's just not, it's not good for me emotionally to to just, to just sit in an apartment all day and, and look outside. Like I need to, but, but, I'm um, like I said, I want to stay longer. I'm being more cautious. Um, but I think it's like, a, it's a slower, more thought. There's more thought that goes into it, um, more research. But I definitely plan to move as soon as I can. But my plan is to wait for
0: Europe to open to me Yeah, if I can. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I agree with you completely on the you know the the days that have been the hardest for me are those days that I get stuck in the thoughts about oh wow I really I gave up everything I completely transformed my life to make my life exactly what I wanted and I made it exactly what I wanted and then boom now I can't have what I want again. And yeah. like you said not not intentionally so, you know, those are the sad days, but then I try to remember, you know, there's so much value though, that comes from reflecting on all of the work I did to get to where I am and, you know, where I can go next in, you know, and what I can do and how I can help people during this moment. So it's not, it's not all bad, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a
1: really good conversation last night with um, this, the girl that I had house sat for, we, we went to, to dinner and and we were talking about, you know, like the lifestyle that we had o- that lived in the U.S. And like how um, materialism is sort of the, the king, right? And like how we were taught that the more we had, the, the better we were. And the harder we worked, the better we were. And like getting out into the world and seeing other cultures, how they're happy with less. Um, and I, I think we both already had a little bit of an inkling of that. And then it sort of became, became more solidified, like the more we observed it in other cultures. But, um, you know, she asked me, like, do you feel like, do you feel, how do you feel like, what would, what would be your adjective for that feeling? And I was like, you know, most of the time I would say enlightened, you know, there's a, there's a time or two where I go, man, I gave up all those things I owned. Was that, was that stupid of me? But, but honestly, <laughs> I think that even though we are having our moments now, cause we've lost the things that we gave up, we've lost the, the thing that we gave up the things for, we are still, I still feel like it's a more enlightened way to live than yeah. to be bogged down with a bunch of things that you don't, if you honestly ask yourself, if you care about that BMW and you care about the 18,000 things in your kitchen, like, do you really care about that stuff, you know?
0: So, Good point. I don't so, know. Jessica, any any uh, final comments or points that you'd like to make about you know life during the pandemic as a as a nomad? Yeah, I just,
1: I mean, I think it's lovely that you started the, this group where we can also. There's some people that have decided to to be abroad. Um, that's it's been a nice like information sharing type of situation. Um, so I I like that, and I think. Um, I don't know, we're, we're, I feel we're in a great spot. Like we can be, if we can position ourselves properly um, for like media and stuff like that. Um, I've been thinking a lot more about trying to break, break into travel writing. Cause um, I think I would really enjoy it. And I think, you know, we're in situations right now where we could be um, really helpful to some of those media outlets because like, um, you know, like for me, for instance, being in Turkey, a country that's allowing US people to come in. And I, I know when I think back to myself as a, as an American, I never really, Turkey, like it never crossed my mind to travel to Turkey, but Turkey's full of amazing landscapes and beaches and, uh, you know, Cappadocia, the balloons, and it, there, there's so much to do here. So anyway, I just, you know, I think like shout out to the fellow travelers who have decided to keep going and you know if you're in the u.s please be careful like wear your masks like stop the making this political because it's like like the word the longer this is you're screwing all of us over please stop (laughs) like the longer this goes on the the longer you're, you're like prolonging your ability to have freedom and travel as well right like
0: Well, the the other and the other sad fact, actually, I'm I'm about to publish a blog post all about these things, but uh, is that that behavior is actually being so noticed overseas that we are now the ones that people are afraid of. And in fact, I recently in a supermarket when a woman learned I was American, like she took a visible huge step back from me and asked if I'm COVID free. So yeah, this is, it's not just that you're ruining travel for the rest of us, but it's like uh, for yourself, for the rest of us, but you're also like making us complete scapegoats and targets um, when we do travel. So that's the other thing. When you're when you're allowed into the countries you're talking about, uh, there is the possibility that you may be looked at with fear and find people <laughs> backing away from you.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know... As Americans, we've enjoyed a um, a nice position in travel. We've had one of the strongest passports and we're welcome into most countries because the dollar is strong and people love our tourism money. And And now, you know, we are a bit of the, not a bit, we are the pariahs, I would say. Like, we are the country that nobody wants. And, you know, maybe there's a lot of Americans who don't understand the, the, hmm, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, like how important that is, um, like the the gravity of this, like how yeah. this is huge. Um, and, and not only that, but all the stuff that's going on in the US, I don't know about you, but it used to be when I would travel people, would, oh, that's so cool, you're from the US. And now it's like, it's like this, um, either they laugh or they have fear or they like, I have people just basically, they just cut me off. Oh, you're American? Okay, like I don't even wanna have a relationship with you. I just assume that you're, you know, not. I get more, more I'm so sorry. Yes, you know? there's a lot of pity. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. lot of pity. And it's, it's yeah. like, I, I think that that spills over into a lot of areas, right? Like people don't have the same respect level for the country that we don't have the same, I don't know, we don't have the same whole maybe as we used to have and allies and partnerships and so a lot of that is really scary to me too um that feeling and a lot of people inside
0: the country may not realize that right like right i mean i think if you don't travel outside of america why would you even know any of this so right um yeah yeah so um, i mean i think we
1: should start to travel again
0: but just slowly and cautiously and carefully yeah I agree, and I and I think those of us that are nomads, I think we all have the same feeling that we all, you know, the travel industry is really, you know, core of our hearts, and you know, we want to help, and um, so, but with caution, obviously. So, um, Jessica, if if somebody uh, listening or watching wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Okay, Um, I would say, because I, you know, I do photography and I sell my my work. I think the easiest, the most active where I am would be on Instagram, and that would be at the Dish Stance. D I S H S T A N C E, the Dish Stance. So it's supposed to be food and travel. Um, that was my initial. <laughs> that was my initial uh, hope for the account, which yeah, it still is. Um, and there you can find my other links too. Like I have like Jessica Ferdano photo where, I sell my work and stuff so all that's linked together and I would love to connect with fellow travelers people who are just interested in seeing photos or that have questions about coming to Turkey I'm happy to help anyone perfect
0: well thank you Jessica for being a great guest a second time I really appreciate it For those uh, that were listening, also Jessica mentioned a Facebook group that I created. So if you're someone out there that is listening and are stuck in a country that's not your own, uh, then please, uh, please join us. I'll put the link to the Facebook group um, on video. And if you are watching and you realize that you are a nomad that is grounded and you would like to share your story. Please uh, fill out uh, a questionnaire at www.interviewquestionnaire.com. I would love to have you on the show. And for any questions or feedback or anything that you want to share, um, please contact me at heather at heathermarkell. Dot .com until next time. Thank you so much for listening or watching another episode of The Inspired Nomads Pandemic Edition and I will catch you on the next edition. Bye.